Okay, hi everyone. <laughs> this is Michelle. This is my very first podcast. And I have Daniel with me. Say hi, Daniel. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're very new at this, so please forgive us. We're just going to talk like we would normally talk and, and see where this goes. This is our first conversation with a millennial, a real live one. <laughs> well, technically you're Gen Z, but as we've, um, as we've discovered, I'm breaking the rules <laughs> as usual. Um, so I've told you, and I'm just bringing it on you again now, that there's three subjects you can talk about. Mm. So you th- you can think of the other two while we start with the first one you mentioned before, that you feel like you have to go fast. Tell me about that. I think it's trying to just be the best at everything is essentially. Can, can you name everything? No, and that's the issue because I don't really understand where I'm trying to go. You're trying to go in every di- which direction and try to be the best at everything. And I think um, it's not, It's. I think it's a certain, it's, it's try, you have to be uncomfortable with not knowing. And I feel like that's something that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think you are the best at? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You're allowed to say that, right? But mm. what are your strengths then? You've got um, strengths. I think I think I'm very passionate and compassionate. That's why I do mm. nursing and I and I love looking after people. Um, and I think dealing with people is definitely a strength of mine. But So tell them what you do. Oh sorry, I'm a I'm a second year registered nurse. I work at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in the cardiology ward and I previously worked in cardiothoracics and respiratory and yeah, so definitely a big part of my job is dealing with people on a daily basis. So let's get back to you going fast and we hear this a lot with millennials, I see it all the time, that they wanna they wanna be up here. They mm. wanna achieve like like you said, be the best. Mm. But really every one of them that I ask, they don't know what the best is. So why do you think you have to move so fast? Um, I think because I, like you, you always say that my, my parents have, you know, at their wage and they've, you know, bought their properties and they're really comfortable now. And for me, I guess I get to sharing that a lot. And so now I'm at a point where it's, where do I go? Um, I feel that the expectation of, especially within Sydney and the property market, is that uh, it seems relatively unachievable to have a house. So I don't know if that's a goal for me at all. So that kind of, uh, I take that away from being something that I focus on. So can I just bring that up? Because everyone does talk about this. Yes. One, for a start, don't just listen to what you what you hear in the media. Yes. <laughs> because... I think people can buy a place anywhere, really. It depends. You have to then you have to then adjust, right? It depends on what your budget is, whether you have to move out west or whether you have to get a smaller place or you have mm-hmm. to consider living somewhere else. If your goal is that you absolutely want a house, then you have to then, you know, think about that. Mm. But But I would also say why, how old are you? 
isn't going to be the end all and be all. You have so many opportunities to enjoy life, but don't compare yourself to other people because he was comparing himself to my uncle and my older brother and like where they are and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I said to him, just have fun. And I think I need to accept that. <laughs> Practice what you preach. I think you were just um, taking some wise words you might have heard of somebody else. And, <laughs> <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> and, you, and using those. Um, interestingly, I, I gave your brother a little lecture as well at your birthday yeah, party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but that's interesting for me is because what I'm finding is they get good advice. They do get good advice. Um, but they still, it, it doesn't resonate. And I think the reason it doesn't resonate is because I think people feel like it should fit them like a glove. But it's not. Like university and the start of your life, it's for preparing you for life. It's not, this is it. Mm. It's not, we're just going to, okay, in you go, you're just going to go and, you know, and learn digital marketing or something and that's all you'll be able to do or Mm. be a barber or something. This is, people, you know, have many careers. Mm. You've heard Gen Y have many careers. They think Gen X only have one. That's a lie. We're having many careers and still are. Yeah. Um, And... But it's about, and I think that's the thing, it's, I think maybe people think that you've got to, um, you've got to love it straight away, or you've mm. got to know, why do you have to know? It's some, there's something like 70% of um, students at university don't know what they want to do. Mm. It's really high, it might even be higher than that. And why would they necessarily? I think what has changed is, is they don't know because there's so many opportunities. Mm. There's so many. So how do you pick? Mm. Whereas when I left school, and I left school at 16, unfortunately, but um, and then when I left school, I remember being told by a, I don't think it was careers advisor, it might have been a teacher, and they said, well, you can work in a bank or become a nurse. Seriously, they were my two options. And, you know, and I worked in a bank. And yeah. I went and started my career in a bank. Mm. You know, I was good at math. I passed the math test. <laughs> I got into the Commonwealth Bank. It was like, woohoo. Yeah. Um, but I had two options. And in a way, that was, <laughs> I mean, it probably had a couple more, but who knows, you know, not mm. many more. Um, in a way, that was easier. Okay. Let's talk about... Um, being okay with being ordinary, which is something that you wanted to bring up. So first of all, I want to I want to um, get the definition of what do you mean by being ordinary, and and what's the alternative? Being just being one of twenty seven million people in Australia, <laughs> and being okay with that, just not not having to be the best or. I think when when we have our conversations about, you know, how, you know, only the, the top 0.01% is, is the best mm. and being told that we can always be that 0.01% <laughs> is impossible. Yeah. So, um, and then it's the anxiety that comes along with that, that you can't achieve that and you wonder why you can't achieve that and then you, then all these people have all this anxiety about not being... Who do you think has achieved it? Who I do don't you? know. I don't know anyone that has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because they probably haven't. Who, or who do you look up to? 
Um, um, I look up to you. I look up to um, our friend Z. I, I don't. I don't know. I look up to previous managers that I've had. Um, well, that's a good. I mean, it's good. Not a good answer because you said me, but yeah, that's. Good. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good answer because. Um, you know, a few years ago, MTV and Viacom did a research project on Gen Y. Mm. And who they looked up to and who they respected was, you know, it was sort of like their family and their parents, which which is sort of normal, um, of course. But then it was, it was celebrities before anyone else, before lawyers and yeah. teachers and nurses and all the rest of it. Mm. And I remember being in a room full of students saying, See these little tiny circles down here, politicians, lawyers, and mm. nurses, and mm. yeah, see that little one that you say you don't respect? Isn't this what you're studying to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. The Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, get get real people. Yeah. Um, but but I think the thing with being ordinary, it's. Ordinary, I think, is probably people think it's a bad word, mm. but and it's not even um, it's not even been ordinary because actually I think we're all unique. What I've learned over the years is that I am definitely unique. I have uniqueness in me, but mainly it's in the stupid things I do. Yeah, <laughs> this is that's what I've learned over the years. People love my faults. Mm. They love that I'm a raver. They love that I actually literally do fall over a lot. I've tried, <laughs> to, tried to stop that lately. That I just say things that I shouldn't say. That I, you know, mm. Mm. they love. They love that, and that I'm straight up with them, and all the rest of it. I've learned that for years. I think right in the beginning, and I think it's natural when you're younger that you try and change those things. You, you get a model of someone in your mind. For me, it was always like the professional type woman in a navy blue suit. I should be that person. Mm. I'm never that person. I'm yeah. never going to be that person. And I don't have to be that person to be good at my job. Mm. That's what I've learned. So you don't have to be anyone other than yourself to actually be good at what you love to do. Mm. I guess it's always, I always try to create a story in my head of where I want to be and who I want to be. And then I get to that point in my head, and then I question whether that's good enough. And then I go further in my head as to where I should be, and then is that good enough? And then again and again and again until it's just totally unachievable. Well, I've got a couple of questions for <laughs> that statement for a start. So, well, who do you want to be? like a different person or something well it's in the sense of like <laughs> the whole being ordinary thing it's that in my head I can sit there and, and reason and argue with myself which I like to do in my head a lot <laughs> um, and get to a point where I, I, I say I'm just happy with just being a nurse and yep. and having enough money to have fun and ensure that I can do a lot of traveling but then I go I sit with it a bit longer and I, and I say to myself, is that good enough? And then I jump to, oh good. no. Well, who's measuring whether it's good enough? Myself. Against. Against what? Against, I don't know. Good enough for what? Because let me tell you, as someone who has unfortunately been in hospital a lot, being a nurse is a fucking amazing job. Yeah. I, yeah. And it so, adds so much to the world. 
and adds so much to the world. I mean, it really does. But I guess why why don't I know that and know that in myself? Because I still I hear it a lot, and I get a lot of I get a lot of um, positive um, feedback feedback yeah. and um, praise from patients and patients' family members and people that I meet in the public or out, out of a night when they ask what you do, but I don't value myself as other value me. I'm going to give you something to test this weekend, right? Mm. When you go out and you meet some new people, and for a start, meet some new people, mm. okay, that's one of your goals this weekend, tell them you do something else, right? Make up something else. Right, yeah. yeah. I don't care. Think, think of something that... I don't know. What can we think of? But tell them, test it. Yeah. See how they react to that. Mm. And that might help you start to, you know, sometimes you just got to play, play around a little bit with, with the ideas in your head mm. because you are getting a lot of validation and still not enough. Mm. Should be enough. But if I then play around with that, that doesn't go against um, external validation anyway. I should be able to know this in myself. This, first. this is life. It's not a textbook. It's not <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's all we, we try, we make mistakes, or we try something different. Or you're trying to find out our, I don't know, I personally think our job in life is really trying to work out who we are and what we stand for and what matters to us. And I think that happens right through your life. Mm. I mean, maybe when we hit 70, we know, who knows? Mm. <laughs> but I think people are still trying to work out who they are. So I don't think you're gonna, you're not gonna know that anyhow. Mm. So it doesn't hurt, all you're doing is, and you're allowed to break the rules, right? Yeah. You're yeah. allowed to play some games. Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed yeah. to make up some fake news. Jesus, there's enough of it out there. But if you just tell somebody you're a scientist or whatever and see what reaction you get, or, or what, what do you think is successful? What jobs? A doctor. Oh, I'll just say that. I'm a doctor. But then I think people would give equal apparatus. Uh, uh. Well, you'll feel it then. Because this is the thing, right? Get out. I want you to get out of your head. Mm. Because the problem with millennials is they spend so much time in their head thinking about themselves, mm. which actually hurts you. I think that's the fastest lane to depression is thinking about yourself. Mm. If you can think about other people. So what you're doing is you're just going to, it's a market research exercise. Mm. So you'll see yourself by doing it. You won't know anything till you actually do it. It's always different to what you imagine. Life is always different to what you imagine. Mm. So when you say it and you get some sort of validation, then you'll be like, well, this is exactly the same as I got when I, when I said I was a nurse and I actually love being a nurse. You know what I mean? It might, or you might go, oh, wow, they treated me very different. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm the same person. Why? And let me tell you, my career, I've experienced that. If I've got a certain title, hmm. Or the way people talk to me compared to if I don't have that title and I'm the same person. Mm. So some people love that. Some people have the ego takes them on that. Oh, yes, I want to, you know, everyone will flock to me because I have that title. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing with being ordinary as well is that I don't want to ever feel like someone doesn't value me in the sense of, like, I want to be able to walk in a room and not have someone care about what I do. 
um, but more care about who I am. But that doesn't seem to be the world we live in. It seems that people want to know exactly what you do first up. I think um, in life you're always going to get people who um, judge you. I mean, especially nowadays, everyone's judging everyone, mm. which makes nobody a winner, no. <laughs> really, because nothing's good enough. Like, you think about it, um, who, do we, who do we value as a society? We don't value religion or the church. We don't value politicians. Mm. We don't value corporates or banks or... Uh, you know, who do we value? I think we value doctors. I hope we value doctors and nurses. But there's not many people that we actually think we value. Mm. And that's because we're, you know, really it's quite simple. We've got 24-7 media who needs to put a story out and Mm. bad stories sell, so they just fill it with that. Mm. And that just fills our mind. But I think what we're saying is, I think if you... If you come across people that are, that have that, then they're they're against your values. Yeah. So I think you're starting to identify what your values are, um, and that's the trick. So if you start to think, what are what are your values and what do you value in people? Do you care where they come from? Do you care what they wear? Like one of your friends the other day asked me what I was wearing. He was giving me a compliment. But I didn't want to go... This is John. I didn't want to say city chic. <laughs> <laughs> and I kicked myself because I should have. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. He was, he was noticing the, you know, the nail polish and the blue bag and something. And who are you wearing, he said. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's not a designer. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but that was a bizarre question. Like, I'm just at a pub in Newtown. Yeah. Who... <laughs> Who am I wearing? Wow. But but I don't care, like, you know, I can have a laugh at that. Mm. But I did question myself later, and I think it's always good to do that, to go, next time just say the truth or whatever, why do I care, you know? Um, don't... I think the being ordinary is, is probably a, a weird one. I suppose we think that's the opposite of special. Mm. But... We've brought you up to be special because because we do think you're special. That would be, and you do have access to a lot more. You have access to a lot more information. But but at the same time, how are you supposed to process all that? You have the same amount of time that we had mm. in those twenty four seven days. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have to process. Oh, probably a tenth of what you have to process. I would say, probably, you know. It's those. It, that's the thing. You've got all these opportunities, so we've got access to all of it. So why would we waste it? But then, is that the definition of of wasting these opportunities if you just don't go for them? Like for an example, for me, I'm contemplating and I'm back and forth with it all the time. Is, you know, do I do medicine or not? Do I go down that road? Um, Every time I turn away from it, it's as though it, I, I feel like I want to have more time to myself and do other things and travel and explore. And then when I have those thoughts, I kind of feel guilty that I haven't taken the opportunity on and actually become that because I, just because I can. Just because you can. Just because I can. Just because you can doesn't mean you have to do, do it. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing, but I'm not okay with that. And that's why I'm at this 
crossroads because I, I don't know what to do. So, okay. So why don't you... It's what I think's happening is there's a lot of training that I had to do when I was a bit older and became a manager and did leadership training. And for me, I, I almost feel like you guys have so much information and like you said, all the opportunities available that you almost need that management training earlier. Hmm. And, and management training is just, you know, where I learned it. But it's really around uh, values and, you know, I did a leadership course at Harvard Business School, which was phenomenal, but it was what I remember from it. It was seven days intensive, but what I remember was working out what our values were and our purpose in life. And you know, I was—I don't know how old I was at early forties or something—sitting in this classroom, thinking, "I know my purpose." As if I don't know my purpose, you know. <laughs> What is my purpose? I don't know. <laughs> when I'm like, oh, okay. I, I sort of knew my values and, you know, luckily they had a list, otherwise I wouldn't be able to write them down. Yeah. But I worked out my values, self-sufficiency and honesty and all these sorts of things. Um, but my purpose, I realise, is to enrich other people's lives. Hmm. And that's just who I am. And, you know, some people will can't have that but I'm sort of I'm not being some hero saying that I am that's when I feel good that's actually what motivates me that's when I walk away happy when I've helped someone what in any sense then I walk away happy like recently I was talking to Whitney who does a podcast with the fuck mm. phenomenal podcast you gotta listen to it she's mm. phenomenal and I felt so good afterwards. We talked for ages and I felt like I helped her. Of course, whenever I talk to anyone, they're helping me as well. But that's what I love. That's what I feel good. Mm. And I think everyone's different. Everyone's different. So you don't have to be like, it's just my personality type. Um, my husband is the opposite. doesn't mean he's not a good man. Like he is a good man. But he doesn't want to help other people. He could give a shit about yeah. them. <laughs> that's not his, you know. Yeah. That's not what he does. So, but you, you've got to know what makes you tick and where you, and you'll know it in a way, right? Because you'll feel it. Mm. Go for what you feel. And if you feel, when, then you start to work out. And when I do these things, that's when I feel great. Mm. So that's what you build your purpose around. And that's how you find your values. So when do you feel great? And we're not talking about a Saturday morning or when you wake up next to a good-looking person. <laughs> that, I mean, that, <laughs> that's a part of like it's a part of it in the sense that, yeah. and and I think it comes down to wanting it all as well. Is that I do feel good in my job right now when I help people, but I also feel good when I'm in a relationship. Mm. But I also think that's a part of my problem is wanting to always have a relationship. Um, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. Why is it a problem? Uh, just being okay with being alone. I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you meant with being in a relationship. Uh, like, you know, having a relationship and keeping it long term. Yes. That's well, actually, yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. I've always thought, I think, I think for me, I've been really focusing on trying to, um, 
focus on being okay with being alone so much so that I've made it a negative thing to risk going into any kind of relationship mm. on the basis you're trying to be the best, best. Of, the best of being alone like, like the best of being everything for number one right if you want to be the best at something they say and Malcolm Gladwell another amazing podcast he says and there's lots of research on it. you've got to do it like for 10,000 hours or something like that right mm. so what do you what you really want is to be in a relationship so that's your focus mm. so many people i've met women who want to be in a relationship and spend no time going out to do that mm. when i wanted to be in a relationship when i was younger i went out six nights a week shopping <laughs> <laughs> shopping for men i was looking for a man i did not i knew what i wanted yes and i went and looked for it mm. you know you just you don't go oh god i'm you know I'm this. I'm gonna be alone. You go. I want a relationship. I want. Mm. That's who I am. That's where I'm comfortable. Mm. So you go and look for it. You put the effort in. Yeah, but I guess now more so than ever, I'm. I'm just so comfortable now with just being alone, and not necessarily. I I, I think that's it's a really horrible word being alone because there's so many negative connotations towards it for me i'm not alone but i'm not in a relationship i'm not dating and i'm not single i don't like the word single because i'm not single i'm just <laughs> i'm just me and i don't i don't have this like i i i maybe it's probably mistaking me saying that i want a relationship i always throughout life have wanted a relationship mm. up until my most recent breakup i found that I was just in the midst of not knowing who I was. Like someone would come up to me and say, who are you or what have you? I think you a couple of times, the first couple of times we met, you said, what do you value? And <laughs> I just sat there, I, I didn't know what to say. And, or when I was in a relationship, I would say, oh, I really value my boyfriend. I really value my family. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And then that's that's really scary. And for me at that time, it was really scary. And I was really upset with myself. And um, I think that's where I was, when I was really, really lost was just in the last probably four to six months of that relationship. And I was acting out very obviously in many ways, going out drinking, partying, um, not having very good priorities and not being very nice to many people. Um, and I, I was very lost. And you saw it in yourself. And then I made a change. And that wasn't necessarily because I wasn't, it had nothing to do with the person at the time. It was everything to do with me because I'd never in my entire life, I've had a very um, generous generous parents and generous mother who always does other things for other people and that's very fulfilling for her but I've always been brought up that way so I've always very much done everything for everyone else and I never did anything for, anything for myself because I always uh -huh. felt guilty about that mm, I thought it was mm. really inappropriate you're never supposed to focus on yourself in life and I think uh, that is a part of who I am, but it's not all of who I am. And when I allowed it to be all of who I am, um, I really had nothing by the end of it. I, you, I think everyone knows this saying, you've got to fill your own cup before you fill someone else's yeah. cup, right? So I had nothing else to give by the end of it. Yes. Well, relationships sort of have to be even. But I think the way you know that it's a good relationship 
is if you can 100% be yourself. Hmm. And you've got to know who that is first. But all of this is learning, right? Most people go through all of these sorts of things. Like I actually celebrate, and this is a bit evil, but whenever anyone young's like, oh, they've just broken up, I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I get excited because I think, I, you know, I think it's, for me, I think it would be scarier for someone who just had the whole one relationship their whole life because chances are they'll have that midlife crisis and fuck everything up. You know, and then want to do all their partying and all the rest of it because they didn't do it before. Mm. But I think if you're young and you, you know, you got to try before you buy, right? You've got yeah, to, you got to meet absolutely. people. You got to see who brings out the best in you, mm. and and they can be someone who's completely different to you, or they can be the same or whatever. You know, it doesn't. There's no right or wrong, and I think there's too many labels on it nowadays. People are. Or that person doesn't seem to fit with you, or whatever. That all that stuff's crap. You know it in yourself. If you're 100% comfortable with who you are when you're with that person, then then you'll be with the right person. Up mm. until then, just have fun. Like it doesn't matter. Mm. You can, you know. The good thing is now you can meet people from all over the world. Yeah. You know, exactly. you can meet some amazing people and and just have fun, investigate interests and, and not worry too much about where your career's going because, I mean, I think it's different if you're looking at being a doctor because doctors are sort of lifelong careers. There's not many of those careers left. Mm. There's very few of those where people can walk in and sort of have that career for their life. There used to be a lot more, but not now. Um, but at the same time, it's it depends on on who, you, what you want to get out of life. Well, that's the thing because I don't I don't want that to be my only thing. Yeah. I don't think I'm prepared to dedicate my yeah. life to that. And and I think being a doctor, that's something that you very much have to be prepared to do. Um, and I work obviously with a lot of doctors, and that is very much their lives. They work. Yeah crazy hours um and even i was speaking to a doctor a couple of days ago james he's he's a most beautiful human um and he's all he's also really cool and um i look up to him a lot and uh he said oh yeah what, how many hours have you been working and i was like oh i've done like a 70 hour week it's been insane i'm exhausted he's just like yeah it's about what i've done and i was like oh my god how do you do that and he's just like well i didn't have to work today but i had nothing else to do so I decided to cut the shift <laughs> because he's got nothing else in his life, yeah. but he's happy. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But for me, no. I don't think I would be happy. Yeah. Okay. And that's at my crossroads. And that's why I'm struggling with the idea of it. But you, well, you're not struggling with the idea. You actually know the answer. You're actually just struggling with the answer. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're struggling with the answer because you think you feel like it's about being the best mm. you're still lost in that where mm. you want to go you actually know where you want to go but you're thinking for some reason that everyone else wants you over here yeah but i don't absolutely. think they do probably not <laughs> no so i don't i think it's just some crazy pressure you've put on yourself yes yeah for what reason we don't know it's again it, it is that 
you know, like a good friend of mine once, we were trying to work out, and he was Gen Y, what, what is going on? And he said, we're collecting beans. Mm. We just collect. We've got this, we've got this, we've got this, we've got that. And we collect. Everyone, look, look at my beans. I've got a double degree and a master's degree. I've got this, I've got that. You know, look at my beans. Mm. What does that make me? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Not really. You know, like, all this can help when I'm... I'm all for education it never hurts i just don't think it hurts but i think it hurts if you if you don't want to do it if it's not the right time for you and if you've got other things to do and also think about think about each 10 years at least what am i going to do when i'm 30 what am i going to do when i'm 40 50 60 70 Mm. 80 Mm. because you know you guys are going to live to over 100 that's God. what they're saying. <laughs> got a hundred years of That's this. what they're saying. I know. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Not a hundred years of this, <laughs> you just said. But, but well, this, you know, there's going to be a lot of Gen X who want to listen to this and baby boomers because cause they're all like, oh, like my dad said to me once, you're old for a long time. Yeah. So what age do you think people are old? That's quite, I've had this question a lot. I've been a nurse, like, (laughs) I walk in and I see some patients and I do not, like, age for me is not defined. How old someone is not their age. Because I walk in and I've seen some people that, uh, you know, who are walking around and they look fantastic and they've got a bounce in their step and they're in their 80s or 90s. Mm. And then I see some people that are bed bound, they can't do anything for themselves or refuse to do anything for themselves and they're in their 60s. Mm. So I guess I would say I still don't think people are young. Uh, uh, I don't think people are old. When do you think you'll feel old? When do you think you'll think about from your perspective? When do you think you'll be old? Sometimes I feel old now though. Oh, for God's sake. You know that I slap people on podcasts, are you? I suppose no one can, no one can see. No one can see. <laughs> this is my point. Okay, let's just say 40, right? Just yeah. to pick one, 40. Okay. Mm. You think, let's just say from 40, you're going to be old. Mm. I, personally, I think from, from 17 above. Okay, I would good. People good. Yeah, okay. So then you've got a long time, mm. right? Mm. Are you that worried about what you're going to do now? Thinking about all that time you got. That's a lot of years. To and get to 70 from where you are now, that's 50 years. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> it is a long time, but it's 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 how I think I, I think it's important to me how I spend it. Of course, of um, course. But... But knowing what that is. Oh, no, but this is a good point, how you spend it. So is it constantly gaining something? Is that what you think is the way to spend life? Because this is comes back to being the best of this, best of that, and in a hurry. Everyone's in a hurry. They want mm. to get this. So they feel like they've constantly got to be doing something when actually some of the best times are in your life are when you're sitting on the beach or sitting in Tuscany mm. or just looking mm. at looking at the sky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stopping when you're stopping and relaxing. I think what truly is important to me as I've spent the last 12 months really trying to discover what is and what my values are and what really always comes to light for me is just being a good person because I've spent a lot of well can I can I just say you are a good person so tick 
<laughs> yeah. Get your checklist. That one's That's done. done. <laughs> now you can have fun. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes when I, I feel like I've lost that along my way, especially right now, I've, I've had some turmoil at work, which I've just spoken to you about. Um, I feel like I've lost a little bit of that. That doesn't mean you're not a good person. That's got nothing to do with that. Mm. And don't measure yourself off other people. Like we're in a very competitive world. And unfortunately, in a lot of areas and a lot of businesses, we've got people, leaders who are scared. And mm. when they're scared and when they're leading or they scare people, when they lead from fear, then they're just looking for things, mm. right? They're not good people. Mm. Doesn't mean you're not a good person. That means they're just out for themselves and they'll take it, take down anyone that gets in their way. They're not good people. Mm. Don't let that affect you. Because you'll find them throughout your career. Mm. And there'll be sometimes when you work with someone good and you're like, you know, I always say to everyone, when it's good, make your runs. Mm. Because it won't be good forever. You know, it won't always be good. When it's bad, you've got to get through it and get out and, and try and find where you sit with your values. But don't let it think it's it's you, right? It doesn't change you. You react to this situation however you react we're only human mm. and then the next time we'll react better and the time after that we'll react better or sometimes we'll react worse mm. but for god's sake it hurt us or whatever you know like where when you get hurt mm. it's not e you know it's not easy to be your best person when you're hurting it's not easy at all no. but but don't let it i don't want you to think that that makes you a lesser person it doesn't mm. it doesn't we all honestly i don't know anyone who hasn't said things done things or whatever that they you know they're like oh my god i should have handled that differently we all do that mm. daily yeah i'm sitting here thinking god i haven't planned this podcast very well <laughs> <laughs> but then that's me right yeah. and i've actually learned over the years that there's value in that that we're all different mm. So you've got to be able to see the value you bring. Yeah, I think I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks really focused on how wrong I handled this situation at work and how wrong other people handled the, handled the situation. And then I've taken that anger and I've projected it onto everyone else and said it's everyone else's fault. Yes. And because I'm just unhappy with the way that I handled it. And yet at the end of the day. That's classic. That's classic. Mm. Everyone does that. If you can be brave enough, when, the fact that you've already worked that out, you're so far ahead of the game because you've got self-awareness. Mm. And when you can admit what you've done, and when you can go, I fucked up, mm. that's when you have freedom. Because mm. then you can fuck up again and go, I fucked up, I'm still <laughs> learning, right? Yeah. Right? Mm. But if you can't see it, then you can't get better. You can't learn. You've got to be able to see it, and you can see it. Mm. So that's good. All these things just add to your skill base. You need all that because it's, you know, people are people are complex. They all come with their own issues. I used to stand in front of my team and say, you need to remember that every single person out there is a person. Some of them have illnesses. Some of them have families who have illnesses. Some of them have parents who are dying. Some of them have breakups happening everybody has their own issues mm. like and we tend to think like oh look that person's just got it going on and i'm the only one with an issue <laughs> no. you scratch the surface of anyone and you 
you hear stories that you're like, oh, wow, you know, oh, my God, you know, you can feel for them. Mm. So I think if you, you know, the fact that you can learn from the situation you go through, you're ahead of the game. Mm. I think that kind of adds to the whole being ordinary is that everyone, even though is so ordinary, we all uniquely have such a big story to tell. Yes. Mm. So it's not ordinary. Ordinary is a funny word, isn't it? It is a funny word. And I, that kind of, I just linked that to this brand at the moment that has, it's a skincare line and it's called The Ordinary. But oh, yes. it's so popular, right? Because <laughs> it's stripped back and it's just the basics that you need. Um, or it's not even the basics. There's really complex products that they have, but they tell you exactly what's what like, it is and what's in it. You're going to, uh, you know, you're talking to a marketer here, so I'm going to, I have to ask you, yeah. one, you've just promoted them, but two, <laughs> <laughs> but two, I want to know really why, why everyone's interested in it. Um, Where did you see it? Who told you about it? I can't remember, actually. Isn't it funny these days? You just don't know where you get these things. There's so much subliminal messaging, Facebook, product placement, all that sort of stuff. I think I I heard it through a friend, and I don't know where she heard it through. Um, And and then it's releasing price line, and it's, you know, it's a good price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this friend sold it to you. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth. Exactly. Word of mouth marketers, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Word of mouth. That's true. As I was saying, that the dinner that I had with my little brother last night, um, yeah. we had at first a really horrible experience, but then the manager came over and made it a fantastic experience. And one of my friends, I, I literally went and texted her straight away and said, you need to go to Totti's. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just advertising. <laughs> We're just doing advertising. But yeah, it's interesting. Stop. Word of mouth is so powerful because yes, you know, as you know, one bad thing. And that's because everyone wants what we are. Our expectations are higher, but it's not only our expectations are higher. We want to know what we're getting before we go. Mm. So the mystery's gone. The yes. mystery's gone. It's something I always joke with millennials about is that I will rock up to a restaurant not knowing what's on the menu. God yes. forbid. Yes. But most millennials have to go online and check the reviews, check what's going on before they'll go. And experience it, yeah. Yes. Because yeah. you don't you want to know what you're getting. That's why you know that's why this word of mouth is working because everybody only is only doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And the funny much. thing about that is in this search to be unique, as opposed to ordinary in a way, mm. your generations actually become more like commodities because mm. everyone's doing the check, uh, checkbox and doing exactly the same. Instead of going, I don't like, this person likes this, I like that, I'm going to do this. Mm. Instead, everyone's doing what everyone else is doing. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's, that's all sort of just approval. I think a lot of people like that. I've always, unfortunately, got one of those personalities where I have to do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, it's taken me years to realize, oh, well, gee, I think I was just born like that. You know? Whereas other people are very comfortable doing what it, they want to do what everyone does. Mm. They absolutely want to do that, need to do that. Um, and that's just, just different people, you know. Mm. 
tell me, lastly, tell me about um, when we were at your party mm. um, and there was a, we were outside in the beer garden and there was this not really amazing light in... <laughs> were you there with your friends that were doing selfies because the light was fantastic? <laughs> And I was like, huh? Alright. Oh, uh, but then yeah. for me I realized because then one of your friends, James, right? No. John. 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 Yes, fabulous John. And I'm gonna pay on John because he didn't know my name, but then I didn't know his because <laughs> he's like, you come over here and get in this show. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, Michelle is alright, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get in and then I realized two things I realized, okay, so I'm on someone's social media now that I don't know who <laughs> never met them but I'd probably be only on it if it was a good photo yeah for a start. and then maybe have been slightly edited <laughs> you know my eyes coloured in a little bit wider yeah, yeah. and your skin smoothed out which yeah, would be a nice darker and more but yeah yeah yeah, yeah a little yeah god I haven't got any fake talent yeah <laughs> um, but, but then I also realised with a couple of the people there that they too were they were going to have photos together and put it on their social media but they would never talk to those people again like, because they weren't, they weren't very good at building relationships is what I was noticing. Mm. They weren't build, building the friendships. And John scared me because he said the night before, mm. this is a boy who looks like he's got it going on. Right? Yes. This is the thing. Millennials yes. dressed, dressed very well, looks like he's going, got it going on, intelligent, the whole thing, right? Mm. And then he's like, last night I drank two bottles of red wine and watched Nemo. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> arguably anyone that meets John, like, loves him. Like, I, I love him so much because I think he's such an amazing person. He's such a character. He's got a great personality. Um, he's fun. Um, he's just always in every moment undeniably himself, which I look up to so much. And that's, yeah. Mm. But I would be willing to bet that he probably doesn't value himself that way. Mm. As so many people that I know that are my age don't value themselves just in mm. general. And I don't know where we've gone wrong in that because he is an amazing person and all of my friends that were there, uh, that a lot of, most of them don't know each other. Yeah. Um, I have, I had my group from high school. I have my friends and they all, uh, friends from work and just friends that I picked up from different um, parts mm. of my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I don't think individually they were all talking, but I don't, I agree with you. I don't think any of them probably made any meaningful connection. No, they didn't. And, no. and they should have, mm. they should have, cause they need each other Yeah, and make contacts because get their numbers. Mm. Even if it's just like, Hey, I'm going to put your picture on social media. What's your name again? <laughs> you know? Just something like that. Make contacts, make more friends and have them because you never know when you're going to need them. Um, and and then you don't have to be at home watching Nemo alone, right? Because yeah. you can bring ask someone to come over. Because hmm. I think people are spending too much time alone as well. Hmm. Like they're not, you know, I'm guessing. I'm not, I don't know this 100%, but, you know, I'd like to see... Instead of it just being a big occasion, like people just hanging out, yeah, hanging out a lot more instead of having to do having to do dinner or having to you know to go to any, some that's, something that's big. Instagrammable. 
Yes, that's mm. Instagrammable. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's also something to be said for, I mean, yes, we, we also don't spend, the time that we do spend alone, we don't spend it very well. No. Um, in the sense of solidarity, there's something, you know, we don't, we spend it on social media looking at everyone, you know, being Everyone else having then, a good time. Yeah, and I think what we don't realise is that, you know, if you've got, if you follow 500 people on Instagram, you go through... 500 people's stories and then oh well maybe 10 percent of them yeah. are doing an amazing thing but that's their one amazing thing for the week yeah of course and you can't be if doing that. that every single week no no exactly day. yeah but also it's a bit boring i mean we all do it like it's not just your generation i'm you know we're my generation's on it as well and i think it's i think we've lost the art to have connections and have conversations Mm. so you know like just it's like board games or things like that like my um sister and her friend and our friend came over and the four of us were playing an 80s board game that it was like it was on a dvd it's that old you know but (laughs) (laughs) but we'd have to like guess the songs or something but we were just in so much laughter because Mm. of the outfits and whatever and how we couldn't, you know, we just had so much fun. And I think we need to do a few more things like that mm. where you're not, you're not online, you're not looking at, and it's not, it's not just everyone get offline. It's just do some other things. Yeah. Do some things where you play cards or something, do some old fashioned things because then you can have conversations. Mm. And I think people are dying to have conversations. Mm and want to talk about things other than the Kardashians or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what you talk about, to be honest. I really don't care what people talk about. I just want them to talk more and... And do things. Yeah, and do things. Do some things together. Yeah, I think that's something that I realised about my last relationship as I was, I was quite focused on always doing things together. Like, I wanted, I wanted to do things more and more together. And where I think I, I can very much see where I went wrong is that you spend everyone everyone says oh, I'm so instead of saying from now on instead of saying where I went wrong say what I've learned yeah well that yeah <laughs> what I learned is that and, and I think it's what a lot of probably psychologists have said is that uh, most people get to about the two-year point and then that's generally where they'll either make it or break it. They generally break up or that's when they'll continue a lifelong relationship. And I think what I realized for myself is that you have two years to talk about all the stuff that you've done in your life. But if you fail to continue to do stuff as an individual, you'll never have anything else to talk about because you've talked about everything and you've already done everything together. So how could you possibly talk about anything else? There's nothing to talk about. Well, that's a good point. You've got to, you have to be an individual in a relationship. You have to, you know, you have to sort of be able to do that. You just made me realize, you know, what you were saying about psychologists. Yeah, that's true. You guys have way too much information and it's not all right. That's the problem. Mm. It's not all right. I know that too. I've, I've been told that that the first two years is like lust, if you like, and then it goes into a different level of love, you know. Um, But I've I've known so many people and I've lived quite a while now (laughs) and 
and none of them is exactly the same. No. For no, it's not like that. So it's not a fact. It's not an absolute yeah. fact. No. It's an average and it might happen. But I think the problem is you guys have a lot of facts mm. that I had no idea of when I was your age. No mm. idea of. How would I? Mm. I didn't have the internet. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that. Like I would have had to go yeah. and look up the encyclopedia or something or... I mean, my mum had rugby league week. That was about the only newspaper. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, unless you live with a psychologist, how would you know? People yeah. didn't even go to psychologists then. Mm. So you've got so many facts and they're building your impression of life and, and almost you, you're taking it as, as facts and they're not necessarily true mm. for a start. Mm. One, they're not necessarily true and they don't necessarily happen for everyone. So... That must be quite challenging. I mean, it's happening, like I said, to everyone now, but we've got all this stuff on the periphery. I'm just waving my hands around here. Yeah. <laughs> all this stuff on the periphery that's influencing every single thing that we do. Yes. And you have to sort of shake it off a bit mm. because everyone's different. And mm. it'll happen to people in all different ways. You'll find some similarities, but there's no right way to do anything. No. There's no magic answer. No one can sit here and say to you, if you do this, 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 mm. you'll have a perfect life. Mm, absolutely. Because do we know anyone that's had a perfect life? No. Think of, I always think of, I always like to, because I'm a little bit chubby, let's face it, I always like to think of all the skinny people. And I think, mm. look at those beautiful skinny people. They have a perfect life. No, they're normally married to an asshole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they don't eat a lot of amazing yeah. food because oh. that's too, or they're always at the gym. So they're, yeah. But that for them may be important. But that's exactly. Okay. But it's not, like there's no sort of vision of perfection out there. Everyone has challenges and problems and all the rest of it. So, you know, we, we need to like always try and realize what we're aiming for. Because mm. ask yourself the question, if I get this, what, what will it give me? Mm. Right? Cause, mm. And we're not asking that question. It's like a lot of people go, oh, well, no, I need to lose weight. Or I need to, you know, I need to get rid of my wrinkles or be, have blonde hair. Or I need this or I need that, whatever. I need a degree, I need this. Then you've got to go, well, what does that get me? And then where do you go? Yeah, and you keep asking that question. Mm. I guess the big thing at the moment is everyone is just focusing, I feel like maybe it's just I'm projecting my own thing, it's focusing on being happy. <laughs> and for me, I think I've gotten to a point <sighs> where, I, and again, I, I've spent the last 12 months focusing on that, and I'm just very at a, at a point right now where I am just happy. Yeah. But not... <laughs> I'm not, I don't think it comes to the point where you start asking yourself what's going to make you happy. Yeah, well, you can't, happiness is a weird thing anyhow. Like you can literally, you know, they say stand in front of the mirror and smile and it makes you feel happy already, right? Yeah, no. They put on a good song, dance, something, but... But anyone that's happy has never had to stand in front of a mirror and... and yeah, and make it. And tell themselves that they're happy. Yeah, exactly. I think the advice that I give for from what I've learned is that, like you said, there is no one way. Everyone's going to go a different road. Mm. For me, what worked was just to sit back, spend 12 months focusing on myself and being able to answer the question, what are your values? 
<laughs> nice. But I want to challenge you on the focusing on yourself. Mm. Because I don't want... When we focus on ourselves, too much. Yes. We can't... And that's all that pressure on what should I do, what should I do, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. It's sometimes when you when you get in a dark place, when you're asking yourself all these questions or when you're saying, um, you know, I should have done this or I should have done that or I'm not here or I'm not where I wanted to be and blah, blah, blah. When you get in that place, focus on someone else, not yourself. Because mm. the more we focus on ourselves, the worse we make it for ourselves. Mm. Like, I think you're saying it in a different way. You're saying you're prioritizing yourself. Mm. Um, you know, so you're doing things you like and you, you're making mm. sure you're spending your life the way you want to live. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's good. Which in turn can mean that you yeah. live for someone else. Yeah. Because mm. I think for a lot of millennials focus on themselves way too much. And that causes anxiety and depression, mm. right? So it's a bit like go and do things for other people, um, whatever it is. It could just be something little. Mm. I think that's interesting. For me, it was very much the backwards because I was so focused. It was on, you know, focusing on other people that I wasn't making myself happy. But when yes. I started to focus on myself, yeah. I what naturally what I want to do anyway is to focus uh, is to focus on other people in the sense that yeah. I love to take my older brother to dinner or yeah. or nursing and things that I automatically would do other things for other people and that's what made me happy. So, so you're really lucky in a way because having a job like nursing means that you're adding value to someone's life every day, mm. and that's a massive thing to for, to feel proud of. Yeah. You know, mm. so for other people who have a normal job, like I'm a marketer, how how am I adding value? <laughs> you know, so then I have to find my value in other ways. Yeah. I mean, I personally mm. like to market stuff that I believe in, mm. but but still, then I have to find it outside, like I'm doing this um, podcast. So everyone has to, you know... Like you've got this great job that works with your values mm. and that mm. says so much about you as soon as you you do it, isn't it? It's funny. It's more um, we do have a lot of respect for these sorts of jobs that people do. Mm. But a lot of people head just straight for the money. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. Mm. <laughs> Which we don't respect that. But we all think we should have all that money. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny how many people just strive for something that when, I mean, you're going to die someday and, you know, dying, I've learned through nursing there's, you know, it's very, it's a very difficult process and it's often it's not dignified. So no matter how you end up there, you're still going to end up in that space and you're going to die and then you, you can't take money there anyway. You can't take your property, you can't take mm. your cars. But all you can, I mean, you'll leave all that stuff behind, but yeah. what else you'll leave behind is like your memory for as long as that is, that is around. I and mean, you want that to be the best. Exactly. I leave. mean, that's very interesting. Years ago, I worked on a nursing campaign and we did the headline, Life and Death. And the reason we did that headline is because we thought people don't realize that nurses deal with death. Mm. They just don't think of that. They mm. think doctors deal with death. No, they don't think, not. but of course nurses do. Yeah, doctors don't deal with death at all often. Yeah. They, they prescribe medications, but often patients die and then we call the doctor to come and confirm it. So tell, tell me a little bit more because, about your experience with death. 
Um, I always often, I think you'll hear a lot of nurses say it's a privilege. Um, and it very much, it very much is because that person's lived so many years and it's quite interesting. I always say it's quite interesting to see different patients in hospital and you always can, um, you always wonder what's happened in their life for them to either have, you know, 20 people around them or no Mm. one to come and visit. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm always... uh, trying to take that in but um when someone passes and you look after them in their very last moments um you want to make that like I said I talked about dignity before you want to make it as dignified as possible and when someone passes and their family members they're hurting and you don't have a direct personal relationship with those those family members but you still empathize with them so much and Mm. just to hug someone and you know, it's often not anything other than just having your physical presence there. It's not to tell the person that it's going to be okay because it's not okay. No. It's just to just be and uh. just listen. And I think we fail to do that as humans a lot these days uh. is actually just to listen to people, yeah. not try to tell them instantly. I think when, when someone's like, I'm really upset, and you're instantly we're like, oh, it's going to be okay. You can do this. Or this. No, just... Let them be upset. Let them be upset. Let them process Mm. um, Mm. and make it a safe environment and a calm environment. And often that's the best thing that you can do for people. So your young age, you're 23, you've dealt with a lot of death. Mm. That's wow. Because, you know, I saw my mother's body when she died Mm. and it was a sort of all of a sudden thing. Um, And that's affected me. My, you know, I mean, because it was my mother, it's different but to have to deal with death all the time that would give you a very i actually think it gives you a good perspective on life yes yeah because one i knew she wasn't there when i saw the body like i just knew it i didn't go to the body i just knew it i couldn't deal you know i was like she's not there she's something in the air yeah it's very eerie yeah it's bizarre um but it's like you said it gives you for me, it just sort of went, you know what? I'm just going to have to live life. Mm, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to... I always I always think um, about a week before my mum died, and she died at 55. And a week before she died, I remember her being on some stupid diet because she'd given up smoking, and she was having light Philly cream cheese instead of butter. <laughs> yeah. So I always yeah. said, have the fucking butter. Yeah, just have the butter. Just have yeah. the fucking butter. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I think um I think with these we we're gonna edit this probably. (laughs) (laughs) But really interesting. And I think um I'm thinking when when I have these conversations that when I'll have a season two and I'll come back to you. Mm. Because I think I think it's interesting, and I think it will help as people hear more about. Because everyone's got everyone's got different stories and different different things going on in their life, and that's mm. the whole point. Is that is that other people can listen and, and listen to take a few things out and, and and see how that helps them. That that's the whole aim of it. Mm. So we'll come back to this, but it's been amazing, very interesting mm. to talk no, thank to you. you. Thank you, Daniel.